I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Without further ado, Cynthia Freeland joins us. You see her all over the NFL Network. Cynthia, this has been my first chance to talk to you about the Super Bowl. So uh, let's uh, just just out of curiosity, as we know, Kansas City won 38 to 35. You had Kansas City. I had Philadelphia. Didn't end well for me. But what are your initial thoughts post Super Bowl? I mean, overall, you have to admit it was a pretty epic game. I mean. For the fact that we saw just the second time that a team in the modern Super Bowl era has come back to win from a 10-point deficit in the second half, I mean, that's pretty special, even if it's not the side of the, of the bet that you wanted to come out on. It still is pretty cool that we saw it. Okay, if you say so. Um, I, you know, what, <laughs> what, what, what here's, you know, is really, because at the half, um, you know, even though, and, and again, I, I truly believe that the field was an issue. And I know folks are saying, well, what do you mean? They both had to play on the same field. Yeah, I understand that. But I just, I felt like the Eagles had the advantage in regard to defense and de- defensive pass rush. And that, in, in the field negated that advantage for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. It negated. Like, like they just, they, they could not get any grip. And so Patrick Mahomes had all day back there. Pretty much if you go and you, you, really, you really do a deep dive and, and, and you watch uh, the game, uh, pretty much he was throwing to wide open wide receivers because he was having like a plethora of time back there to, to allow his wide receivers to get open. Uh, but nonetheless, um, you know, just, just looking at Patrick Mahomes in the career that he's having and – you know, what are your thoughts moving forward for the Kansas City Chiefs? You know, is, is this is this a team that you feel is, is well-organized, top to bottom, that there's more championships to be won and potentially had for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Well, to be honest with you, the fact that there were nine rookies that were contributing to that Super Bowl win, that speaks volumes. Very, very, very important to be able to keep that strength in drafting I mean, even the ones who we didn't hear as much from, like George Karloftis, like that's the kind of guy, like maybe they're not like as like epic as Patrick Mahomes or whatever. We we are seeing, I mean, first of all, we, I think this is truly the turning point where now we're watching like the LeBron versus Michael Jordan. Like this is, the, this is our version of that. And it, it's really become that turning point, I think, for like for the entire NFL now. So truly... I think we saw some cool stuff, but at the end of the day, this just goes to show that they're great at drafting. Brett Veach has done a masterful job. That defense wasn't as strong as Philadelphia's, and yet they still managed to win that game. It was it was pretty impressive. I think we've got a lot more to come because I still think that the Broncos are a mess and the Raiders 
are confusing at best. And even though the Chargers have a nice roster, they can't seem to stay healthy. So I still think we're going to see a lot of championships to come out of Kansas City. Cynthia Freeland joining us here on ESPN. Taking a look at the Super Bowl odds for 2024. Kansas City is favored. No surprise there. Six to one. The Bills are seven to one. 49ers eight to one. Eagles nine to one. The team I'm looking at is Cincinnati ten to one. Uh, I do believe they work out a new deal with uh, Joe Burrow. Both coordinators return for another season. Um, I just I'm I'm really feeling Cincinnati coming into next season is there a team that your Dallas Cowboys a lot of people like them at 14 to 1 Ravens a lot of people expect them to work out the deal with uh with uh, Lamar Jackson they're 20 to 1 is there a team that you're eyeing right now that you think is going to make a big push in 2024 you know I think if you're like if you're like these odds are interesting but I don't want anything to do with the trying to figure out the AFC because there are so many strong teams top to bottom. I do like the Bengals a lot, but I just think the AFC is so difficult. I'd rather like take my chances with the NFC, which to me seems incredibly vulnerable and like the potential for a team to win there. I'm not going to say I love the Cowboys because I don't, but I think that it's very interesting to see, you know, what could potentially happen. I mean, the Niners are to me a pretty solid bet to come out of the West. But I do think, like, if you want to, if you wanted to have some fun with it and really see, like, okay, well, I'm going to get some great. I'm, I want to just play for the odds. Like, who do you think is going to win the NFC South? Because to me, that is wide freaking open, and that's the one where you just got to make the playoffs, right? Make the big dance, and then you have a chance to win from there. So that to me is where I'm like, hmm, interesting, <laughs> very interesting. So I potentially think maybe like. You could maybe you do a little have a little fun and you say the Panthers or you say the Falcons because you know the Saints are way over the cap again and the Bucks are in a rebuilding situation with no Tom Brady and while I don't know who's going to play quarterback for any of them I do think that it's a it's a, someone's got to come out of the South somebody's got to make it to the playoffs. I hear you. Um, let's and, and, and so let's just take a look at some of the divisions out there and some of the big storylines as we head into free agency is, is upon us right now. There's a lot of conversation there. I do want to talk to you about the draft as well. But looking at the AFC East uh, and what's going on with the Jets, right? They hire an offensive coordinator that they hope will lure Aaron Rodgers, who's in some dark room right now as we speak. Uh, Derek Carr is out there for the taking as well. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the Jets quarterback situation? And we know how good that defense was last year. And, um, you know, if, if, if the Jets do land a solid veteran quarterback, which they said they were in the market for, how much of a threat do you think that they're going to be in the AFC East? I think that they're going to be a big threat. I mean, they were already knocking on the door of the playoffs last season. I haven't seen anything that would suggest that some of these other teams are going to take the leap forward that they would need to. I'm very, truly, I hope that that Miami figures out. I really want Tua to be like the healthiest he could possibly be, and those number of concussions like that's scary. So you know that I, that to me, I, I just really want him to be okay, like as a human being. So that that one's a little dicey. And also, look, the Bills are going to be good, but the Bills obviously they're going to come up against some cap constraints this year. That's going to be different. So. I, I think this Jets, especially because you got seven teams that make the playoffs from each side, like 
I think if they land like they're right better and like and have we've seen them have epic draft classes. I mean, to have both the D Roy and the O Roy like that, you are doing something absolutely right. So uh, they they could be in, they're well within striking distance. Do you do you think Aaron Rodgers ends up with the Jets? What, who do you think is going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets next year? For whatever reason, I just don't see it being Aaron Rodgers, in part because that feels like too much like a Brett Favre move, and like that just doesn't feel like something. Like I just don't feel like Brett, like that Aaron Rodgers, like, no, no, Brett did this already, we're good. <laughs> so I'm just like, mm, okay, you know, I, I don't know. Like it's just interesting to me, and I don't know. I, I can see it, but I, I'm, I wouldn't bank on it. And I, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with, you know, just the Raiders in general. Um, because that one could be a place where, like a sneaky reunion of like Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, if he still wants to play. I don't think it's in Green Bay, though. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm intrigued with what happens with the Patriots as well. I do love the hire of Bill O'Brien and what that means for Mac Jones. So, and and I think mm-hmm. people are sleeping on the Patriots. Just my two cents. The AFC North. I told you I do like Cincinnati. I think they bring back Jesse Bates. They rework the deal with Joe Burrow. Uh, they're in a really good situation cap space wise. I'm really intrigued with Cleveland and and Deshaun Watson. I know he looked absolutely horrible this season. Uh, do they right that ship? AFC South. I'm I'm excited to see what the Jags do second year with Doug Peterson, of course. Um, and and of course we talked about the AFC West in the East. I like the Giants. Uh, they've got the third most cap space. I do believe they bring back both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Um, they've got a solid, solid amount of draft capital. What are your thoughts about the the NFC East? A lot of people are loving the Cowboys heading into next season. What? Okay, this is like Cowboy season right now. Like, when do people not love the Cowboys at this point? In the year? It's like, oh, the Cowboys bring everything. Next year. Like this is we always talk about the Cowboys until something happens like on October and like things shift, but whatever, like, you know, okay. Cowboys are good. I, I, yeah. Okay. I also believe that it's going to be interesting. That whole, the, the NFC East is, I think it, it's a difficult division. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the commanders. So other than them, I'm doing a little asterisk there. Uh, I, I think it'd be, I think it's fun to look at the giants and see this, this early in the game though. It's really hard to say because the reality is, is, they are they kind of in a good way overperformed this season in terms of wins. I mean, all those one possession wins that kind of like fell their way were were good, but you know you gotta gotta remember like that gets harder when you have a harder strength of schedule. So I mean, I I like them. I don't know if they're Super Bowl contenders quite yet, but I love Dable and I I can't I can't get enough of what they're doing there. I just need them to sign a few more players that really convince me that like their secondary is a little bit more fortified. And, you know, obviously you got to get to the point where you can stop the run a little bit. Like there's a few things there where, you know, you, you have some, some question marks as well. And the NFC North, let's talk about your team, the Detroit Lions. A lot of people like them coming out of the NFC North the next year, this, this next season, especially if uh, Aaron Rodgers is no longer with the Green Bay Packers. Um, do you, are, are you banking on Detroit this next season? No. No. <laughs> Have you seen the Minnesota Vikings? What are we No, Minnesota Vikings I think are in good position in, in good position right now for that situation. And and look, I, I know that we they gotta address their secondary. I love their new defensive coordinator, Brian Flores, my college my college friend. 
But, you know, that's a, that's a good team. And as long as, like, Justin Jefferson's there, like, the Lions need an entire new defense. I think Carolina is still running against them. Like, I don't know if they've even stopped in the season's over yet. Like, that was wild. So it's not like, like look, I, they took a huge step forward this year. I love the progress, et cetera. But, like, you got to have a defense. Like, that was, that was a problem. You can't just have a one rookie pass rusher and call it a day. You need a secondary. You need linebackers that can help. You need to – really be able to create pressures from all over that front. In the NFC West, the 49ers, what do they do? Hashtag champagne problems, right? With with Brock Purdy, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of Trey Lance. Um, I, I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be playing somewhere else. Uh, and, and, and of course, you've got the Rams that are looking to um, rectify what a horrific season they had this past year. How are you looking at the NFC West this uh, this this offseason? Yeah, NFC West is interesting to me because a lot of stuff will come down to like some key some key decisions. Right. So, for example, you know, Arizona, it looks like they're not going to have Kyler Murray to begin the season. So. That's going to be different. They need to really fix their defense other than basically Buda Baker. They didn't get a pass rush, and J.J. Watt also retired. So that's a problem. So they seem to be vulnerable. Seattle, I think, is always it, it, like surprised us all last season. And Geno Smith with those deep touchdown passes to start the season. But you got to back that up with follow-through for the entire season long. And there, there's some, some issues that they need to address in their pass rush as well. Then you got the Rams. Are they going to be healthy? Like, that end of that last season, like the wheels just came all the way off. They really need an O-line to protect Matthew Stafford. They could be good again pretty easily. They've got a lot of top-end players, but they don't have depth. And then you have the 49ers, which, again, their champagne problems. See, to me, they're like, they should be like, they're your Super Bowl favorite coming out of the NFC because it's not like they don't need a quarterback, but they don't need a top-end quarterback. So they can make do with a lot of different situations and scenarios that other teams couldn't, especially with the the team that they already have in place. So I'm looking at that team and I'm thinking, okay, it's it's going to be the 49ers to lose. However, I, I'm not writing the Rams off quite yet because, you know, they still have Aaron Donald and they still have Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. And if, if, if it's able to be like a little bit, you know, more healthy and it's able to be a little bit of like, more what we saw two seasons ago and they don't need to rely on their depth as much, then it'll be good. But they need some help in pass catching other than Cooper cup. Cynthia Freeland joining us here on ESPN. Before we let you go, I know you're heading to the combine. The draft will be here before we know it. Bryce young sees CJ Stroud. The two quarterbacks, a lot of people feel will go one and two. I personally feel that Will Anderson is the best player in this draft uh, to be drafted. Number one, Will Anderson is 9-1. to one. Uh, Bryce Young is minus 160. CJ is plus 330. Who do you expect to be the number one overall pick right now in the NFL draft? You know, I told my another college friend, Ryan Cole, the GM of the Bears, I told him to tell everyone that he wanted to, to draft a quarterback because I felt like if he told everyone that, then maybe someone would come up and play with him and trade. But the reality is, is I don't think anyone's going to play with them. So unless they want to jump ahead of the Texans who may or may not be drafting a quarterback first, like, and I know that could be crazy for people, but I, I think I, I'm with you about Will Anderson. When I had a mock draft, I put him first. I wasn't allowed to make trades, 
I don't think people are going to come trade with the Bears. That's just such a huge amount. It's just such a huge ask to get all the way up there. So in reality, I hope it's Will Anderson. That's where I would put my money right now if I had to guess. But again, the way that this draft season evolved, we could see, you know, free agency will dictate a lot of what we see in the draft. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. One last question for you, and that's wide receiver. A lot of people feel that Quentin Johnston will be the number one wide receiver taken. You could get that at plus 165. I personally like Jordan Addison, and you could get him at plus 275. Who do you think is the first wide receiver taken? Ooh, I like that one. Um, let's see. Who do I have first in my mock draft? I'm going to see. What, there's a, like, this is, like, to me, there's more of like a, like a flavor of, it's a flavor of wide receiver, like, Quentin Johnston, okay. Like I, I like Jordan Addison a lot. It's it's what kind do you want, right? So to me, I I might go TCU over all of them. Okay, all right. I hear you. I hear you. She's Cynthia Freeland. You can see her all over the NFL Network. Joining us here to uh, break down um, what is to come the next few weeks, let alone month in the NFL pertaining to free agency as well as the draft. Cynthia, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I want to thank Cynthia Freeland again for joining us here on Bet LA on 710 ESPN LA. So a lot more coming your way. We're going to hear from Greg Wyshynski this hour, the puck daddy, getting you ready for some NHL action heading into Friday night's slate. Stay tuned for that. 710 ESPN LA. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. We just heard from Cynthia Freeland. Again, you can see her all over the NFL network. Uh, she's getting ready to head to Indianapolis for the Combine. And then before we know it, April will be here and the draft will be here. Uh, but from now until then, there's going to be a lot of action happening in around the NFL draft. Uh, Bryce Young is favored to be the number one overall pick, minus 160. C.J. Stroud, um, plus 330 to be the number one pick. I, and, and the conversation I just had with Cynthia, I love Will Anderson. I think Will Anderson is like Michael Parsons 2.0. All right? Dude's a beast. Five-star athlete out of high school. Pro-style defense playing at Alabama. 
um, this past season, 34, 34 tackles for loss and 17 sacks. So, um, or I should say, in, I'm sorry, in, in his career, sorry, in his career at Alabama. Just, he's he's a complete beast. But we live in this in NFL world where, you know, teams are so desperate for quarterbacks that they're willing to risk it. They're willing to not draft the best player on the board because they need it. They need to take a shot at a quarterback. Uh, to me, Bryce Young, durability issues, big question mark there. He's six feet on a good day, right? 190. Not for me. If I'm a general manager, not for me. Like, if I'm drafting a quarterback number one overall, I, like, that's got to be like somebody like Joe Burrow. It's got, it, it, you know, Peyton Manning. Like, it's got, it's, it, it's, it's got to be like a sure hit. Bryce Young is not a sure hit. CJ Stroud is not a sure hit either. Can't make all the throws. He has not a lot of touch on his passes. And he's not the best athlete. You know, he's not the kind of quarterback that you're going to, you know, engineer where he's going to roll out and, and, and make stuff happen. He's just not. So um, I'm sure Chicago is going to try to do everything they can to try to get another team like the Colts or the Texans who are in need of a quarterback to, to move up and draft and, and, and trade. And, and if, if I'm if I'm the Bears and nobody is, is coming to the table with a, a great offer for me, and nobody's willing to, to trade, to move up, I'm going to take Will Anderson. I'm going to take Will Anderson. By the way, 9-1 to one to be the number one overall pick in this year's NFL draft. Um, wide receiver, we were talking about, uh, I just love Jordan Addison. Addison um, sorry, Addison. Jordan Addison. Get it out, Anita. Plus 250 to be the first. Actually, it's moved up. It's plus 275 to be the first wide receiver selected in this year's NFL draft. Uh, Quinton Johnston is in front of him, but let's be honest. If you did pay attention to TCU, big case of the dropsies, limited route tree runner, not a great blocker. What I love about Addison is better ball skills, great hands. As we know, he's a playmaker, pro-style offense at USC, transfer from Pitt. Sometimes I f- we forget he was the best wide receiver in college football back in two, tw- two, 2021. 100 receptions, over 15, almost 1,600 yards, 17 touchdowns. Um, so uh, that's right now that's where I stand when it comes to the draft. Um, in regard to uh, the NFL in the futures odds, um, uh, Kansas City right now is favored to, uh, to win the championship again at 6-1. to one. My money is on Cincinnati at 10-1. to one. I do like Cincinnati. I think they're going to be uber hungry. They're going to rework the deal with Joe Burrow. They're going to bring back Jesse Bates. They've got a lot of money. They're up there in the top five in regards to salary cap space. And, um, and I think they're going to make some money moves. And, uh, and I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, when they come back this season. Uh, before we switch gears and, um, and we're going to talk some hockey, Greg Wyshynski is going to join us. The XFL is kicking off this weekend. Right. So football, we, even though the NFL is over, there's still, we still have some football to be played. Uh, you've got the Vegas Vipers going up against the Arlington Renegades. I'm on the Vipers here. I like the Vipers getting the points uh, because they have Perez under center who played in the X- XFL as well as the USFL and the AFF. 
Uh, he's also got a nice set of weapons that he's going to be getting the ball to. Geronimo Allison, uh, Martavius Bryant. So I like the Vipers here. I'm going to take the Vipers plus three. I'm also going to play them on the money line. Uh, another game, you've got the Orlando Guardians going up against the Houston um, Roughnecks. What a name that is. So I'm on the Roughnecks here. Roughnecks are lane three. I'll lay the points. I like them to cover this game. Uh, they'll have uh, veteran Brandon Silvers under center who played in the XFL back in 2020 with the, with, with the Seattle team. Um, also, he's got some, some playmakers around him, and I love that Wade Phillips is the head coach, and he's going to set the tone. He's got a stellar linebacking core. So I will lay the three with the Roughnecks. Uh, on Sunday, um, well, actually, those games are tomorrow, by the way. Those are, those are, those are Friday. On Sunday, well, actually, they're Saturday because today is Friday, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so on Sunday, you've got the Battle Hawks going up against um, San Antonio, and uh, I like the Battle Hawks in this matchup. I'll lay the two and a half. Uh, by the way, they have the third best odds to win the championship this season. And they have uh, NFL veteran A.J. McCarron under center. Big reason why. And last but not least, you've got the D.C. Defenders going up against the Seattle Sea Dragons. And uh, and I'm going to play D.C. here. I'm going to play Washington. I'll lay the one. Uh, their offense should be able to compete with the Dragons as uh, they have Jordan Ta'amu under center and he played in the XFL in 2020. So uh, young league, just fresh getting things started. And, uh, and so big reason why I'm, I'm, I'm siding with these teams have a lot to do with their quarterback play. So again, the XFL on Saturday and Sunday, uh, quick break. We come back a little reaction, no action with Eric Moody. And then we'll hear from Greg Wyshynski, the puck daddy, getting us ready for NFL action. Heading into Friday's slate. That next, right here on Bet LA, 710 ESPN LA. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Every Monday and Wednesday and Friday 
I host a gambling show on our digital platform called Bet. And you could tune into it on ESPN Plus again every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we have a great little segment we do, and it's called Reaction or No Action. And we talk about some of the hot topics out there in our wide, wide world of sport and discuss whether or not we would gamble on it or not. We heard from Eric Moody a little bit earlier on in the show. He joined me for Reaction or No Action. Let's listen in. Eric, how are you doing? How did you do last night, man? No, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Now, I did have the Eagles uh, on the and so I was not happy with that result. But you know, Anita, I must admit, I like watching the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line go to work. They clearly took it personal from what everyone's been saying about the Eagles' defensive front. So it was nasty football, so I did enjoy seeing it. But I did not like that the Eagles did not win because of the money line recommendation. But oh well. Yeah, I'm with you. I was all over the Eagles. In fact, I, I, I played an alternate spread. I had the Eagles minus six and a half. I was able to break even because fortunately a lot of my prop bets hit. So, uh, so I broke even last night. But nonetheless, let's dive into a little reaction or no action. And as we know, the Chiefs now Super Bowl champions. And the Eagles, as we know, Super Bowl losers, don't make it back to the Super Bowl next year. Reaction? Or no action. Now, I'm going with reaction here because you look at the NFL, it's very competitive. And it's difficult to play in Super Bowls for consecutive seasons. Now, we all watched the Los Angeles Rams uh, last season and also the Cincinnati Bengals. We saw how that turned out. Now, only eight teams have gone to -to back-to-back Super Bowls and have become the champions. New England Patriots, Tom Brady, you know, many, many years ago, it seems like. Chiefs obviously have a franchise quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey's getting older. They still have some question marks at the wide receiver position. You look at the Eagles, but they got Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. They got that young core, but they've got a lot of free agents that they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with this offseason. And so I have a reaction here. I agree. It's going to be tough for these two teams to make it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, lockstep with you, boo. I'm reaction here as well. I think the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills, man, those are two teams that I think have to be really hungry right about now, right? They get so yeah. close. It's like the Susan Lucci's uh, of the NFL, but oh, so far. So, and, and you're right. In taking a look at what the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs have to do this offseason, Eagles, uh, you know, granted, they, they're kind of middle of when it comes to the salary cap space situation but they've got a lot of guys on that defensive line that are either going to move on or they're going to be up not sure what's going to happen with kelsey on that offensive line chances are he's going to retire they've got some question marks within their secondary i think Minshew goes on and is a starter on another team so they're not going to have that backup quarterback we saw Minshew come in and win a few games for them this season and uh, and as for kansas city they've got some issues there as well what happens with that wide receiving core offensive line defensive line running back i think mckinney might be gone so i'm with you reaction i say no to kansas city and no to eagles the best thing about the nfl is that they have the best parity i think of all leagues in professional sports here we go question number two the Mavs will participate in the play-in tournament now currently they are fourth but they are two games away from seven. Reaction or no action, Eric? Reaction, reaction. Have we seen the the West following the trade deadline? It's very competitive. Now you got Luca, you got Kyrie Irving. They're going to have to come together and gel 
quickly to become like a well-oiled machine out in the West. And, uh, you know, you look at their record and just how tightly the teams are in the standing. They just have to come together quickly. Now, they got four games this week. Then they got the All-Star break. So they need to use that time wisely. Because I'll tell you this, Anita, every game from here on out will have playoff-level intensity, just like those games over uh, this past weekend uh, against the Sacramento Kings. So you get reaction from me on this one. I'm actually going no action here. Like I said, I like this trade. I'm excited to see what can develop here for Kyrie and Luka. They're just still finding their way. They're getting their groove. They're settling in. But take a look at some of the teams that are behind them, that are challenging them to be in that top six spot. And you've got the Pelicans, who now we just heard Zion. He has a step back in regard to uh, health issues. And the Warriors, we're not sure how long Curry is going to be out. So no action for me. I do believe the Mavs make it into the top six in the postseason. Last question for you. Arizona and the NCAA. Will they win? Will win the NCAA tournament? And by the way, those odds eight to one right now, second behind Houston. Reaction or no action? You know, I was thinking hard about this one, but I'm going with no action here. Now it's been a down year for the Pac-12, but you look at Arizona. They had a golden opportunity to bolster its March Madness credentials within conference play, and they blew it, you know, by losing to a below 500 Stanford team on Saturday. Now, even though Arizona's Pac-12 title hopes, I would say they aren't over, but it really puts Arizona, I would say, in a pickle as they try to solidify and earn that top two seed in March. So that's my take. Uh, no action here for me as well. Bad look on Saturday, losing to Stanford. I'm uh, not sure if you tuned into that game, uh, 88 to 79. And just like their defense just looked absolutely horrible. They were favored by seven and a half, Eric. And uh, and like I said, they lost 88 to 79. I'm looking at, and I know we're a ways away, and we're going to have Joey Brackett on the show in just a second. But I'm, I'm looking at those one seeds, Alabama, Purdue, Houston. And you've got to love what you've seen from Texas as of late, right? TCB, TCU, Baylor. K-State as well. So for me, looking at the ones, I, I think with this loss to Stanford, to beat Arizona very well could drop down, and I think they'd be lucky to get a th- third seed or a fourth seed. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it, it's just going to be tough because that loss was, was devastating. That's a game, I'm like, if you want to try to win a national championship, you've got to win that game. I know it's on the road, and, you know, you can give them excuses, but that's just a game they should have won. It just doesn't bode well with losing that game for what they're trying to do. So, you know. All right, again, I want to thank Eric Moody for joining us here on Bet LA. When we get back, Greg Wyshynski is going to join us. We'll take a look ahead to Friday's slate of games in the NHL, getting you ready for that action. Futures bets. Uh, The NHL postseason will be here before we know it. What do we want to gamble on right now while the odds are juicy? We'll find out next with the Puck Daddy right here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Greg Wyshynski joins us. Everybody knows him as the Puck Daddy. Greg, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. No, this is awesome. This is awesome. I know we had you on before, uh, right after the All Star break, and uh, now it, it's uh, you know stuff gets real. I'd use another word, but of course, uh, Mickey and Minnie are all on our paychecks, uh, and uh, and so teams are are trying, obviously vying, playing really hard uh, to try to better their position, let alone get in to the postseason. And I do want to talk futures with you but before we do uh, there's some interesting games on the slate tomorrow let's start with Crosby and the Penguins going up against the Islanders so uh the Islanders on the uh on the not the puck line but on the money line uh they are minus 115 at home the over under in goals here is six how would you play this bad boy I would I would sniff around the under on this game to be honest with you, which again is is, is kind of a, a fool's errand sometimes given how NHL scoring has gone. Uh, we are getting closer to the playoffs, which means we are getting closer to games tightening up a little bit. Uh, but obviously the Islanders on home ice, last change, great goalie in Ilya Sorokin. Uh, they're the kind of team that likes to control the tempo of games and against a uh, high octane team against the, like the Penguins. They're going to try to keep this thing uh, close to the vest. So that's probably where I would start my, my searching is around the under on that game. So under six, and uh, and by the way, you can get that at minus 120. Puck drops with that matchup at uh, 7.08 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, second game on the slate tomorrow in hockey. The Dallas Stars going up against the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota Wilds on the money line, minus 110. Uh, over under in puck total is five and a half. Yeah, that smells, that, that money line to me smells like a, the Wild are due to bounce back type, uh, type uh, line because they've been struggling lately uh, in, in a pretty major way. I mean, you look at where they are in the standings right now, they're, they're floating around the playoff bubble, not where they want to be at all. The Dallas Stars for my money, are, are one of the true contenders in the Western Conference. Uh, them as a road team, I, I, would, I would definitely take a look at, A, the goaltender matchup here, and then, B, uh, see exactly uh, what kind of odds you can end up with uh, with the Stars as a, road, as a road team here. So, so you would play the side more so than, uh, than, than a goal over under yeah, total? definitely, definitely. With the way the Wild have been going, I would definitely give the Stars a hard look. Um, and last but not least, let's talk about the Rangers going up against uh, Edmonton. Edmonton at home, money line is minus one fifteen. Puck total is six and a half. As we know, um, at this and when this is what I find really interesting because obviously you, you know being here in New York, I do a deeper dive into to the Rangers. They've won six straight, but they have been outshot in their last four games. So does that does that present a red flag for you, Greg? 
This is a really fascinating game. Uh, the Rangers obviously made one of the bigger moves of the season in acquiring Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues. Uh, originally, they had him on a line with Artemi Panarin. They moved him off to play with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider, which is something for you prop players out there to keep an eye on. But the, the interesting thing here for me is the Edmonton Oilers. I, I wrote a story for ESPN about how, uh, how, much, how many comebacks there have been in the, in the league this year particularly from two-goal deficits. So when the Oilers got down two goals to Detroit the other night, I hopped on them to try to get them on the money line in-game. And I was looking real smart for a while. They went all the way to a shootout, but then they lost. Uh, the Oilers are one of those teams that you have to watch for in-game wagers because they're a team that can get down early and come back on you quick. And it's something to watch here because the Rangers lately have been one of the better teams insofar as making an impact in the first period. So, this is the kind of game where, yeah, the Rangers are streaking, and yeah, the Oilers are at home. But I would keep a very close eye on this game as an in-game proposition. So maybe a smart way to play this is maybe you know, early early money on the Rangers, and then and then come back around and, and, and maybe play uh, Edmonton. What in third period? Yeah, third period. And again, the Rangers they they hit um, not only I think first period puck line against Vancouver the other night, but also I think they might have had a total of like five goals in the first period or something crazy like that as well. So keep an eye on the Rangers puck line first period. Keep an eye on the total in the first period as well. Uh, again, Greg Wyshynski joining us here on ESPN. I know you've got a great column that just came out ranking the top 10 goaltenders in uh, in the NHL. And Shesterkin, of course, the goaltender for the Rangers, came in at second uh, your your thoughts on the season and and you feel you know c- kind of give us give us some insight in regard to that column and who voted and and uh, you know how how they how they they were ranked one through ten. Yeah, so it's a project that we've we've been doing for a couple months. It's ten NHL players, ten NHL executives from teams, and they they combined their ballots and we came up with a top ten ranking for each position goalie defense, wing, center. The defensemen and goalie lists came out this week. And, you know, the top of the list, I think, are what you'd expect for the goalies. It was uh, Vasilevsky from the Lightning, Chichurkin from the Rangers, Connor Hellebuck from the Jets, Ilya Sorokin from the Islanders. On the defenseman side, it's your, your, your ones you'd expect to. Kale McCarr, uh, Adam Fox of the Rangers, Victor Hedman from the Lightning. But then things get a little, a little funky once you get down those lists. And it's interesting to get the insight from experts inside the league as to who they think are still amongst the top players. I, for one, was shocked to see John Gibson of the Anaheim Ducks, who I don't think has been anywhere near these lists for about four years, uh, making the cut on the goalie list. But again, these are people inside the game making the call. So uh, maybe they know better than I do. Uh, and, and you can find that column on ESPN.com. Go to uh, the NHL site, and uh, and you could read that. Again, Greg Wyshynski joining us here on ESPN. All right, Greg, let, let's look big picture. Uh, let's talk about some of the futures market out there, and let's start with the divisions. Atlantic, everybody expecting uh, Boston, of course, to win the Atlantic division. Um, it's, it's, it's pointless to even uh, mention, you know, what, the kind of money you need to put down now. Uh, so much yeah. juice. Uh, that that ship has sailed. Uh, let's looks at let, let's see what's going on in the metro right now. Carolina favored to win this division minus three ten, but the Devils on their coattails at plus three thirty. The Rangers twelve to one. 
Uh, your thoughts on on how the uh, the metro ends up? Yeah, you know, once Carolina put the pedal down and moved to the top of the division, I, I think it was pretty well said and done that they're going to win the division. It, they're the. It's not what the Rangers are doing. It's not what the Devils are doing. The, the Hurricanes would have to fall off their pace. And frankly, the way that they've handled themselves through some injuries this year, including to their goalie, Freddie Anderson, including to Max Pacioretty, uh, a big acquisition in the offseason, they've been able to weather all of those storms and, and remain on a, on a pretty solid points pace. So it's tempting to look at a team like the Devils, who have shown themselves to be very successful and very streaky, but I just don't see the, the Hurricanes faltering in that division. In looking at the, the West and, and specifically uh, the Central, uh, Dallas Stars to win that division, minus 175, Colorado plus 350, um, the Jets, Winnipeg Jets, plus 425. Uh, your thoughts, is this going to get competitive towards the end? Well, the theory for a lot of people is that the healthier the Avalanche get, the, they, they could get a rocket strapped to them at some point and end up in the, in, in the, in the top of that division. I don't buy it. You know, even at full strength, I still think that Avalanche team has some holes that they've yet to fill from their lineup that won the Cup last year. In particular, Nazem Kadri, their second-line center, signing with the, with the Calgary Flames in the offseason. This isn't as good uh, an Avalanche team as they had last year. So I think the Dallas Stars are still my pick to win that division at the end of the day. Uh, and then looking at the Pacific, probably the most competitive of them all, right? Uh, Las Vegas uh, plus two fifty, the Kraken plus two sixty, the Oilers, Oilers, Edmonton Oilers plus two sixty, the Kings sitting there at plus four seventy five. Um, how do you think this pans out? Yeah, it's the only place you're finding value, right? <laughs> and, yep, and there's exactly, exactly. Very, yeah, it's been a very topsy turvy division this year. Uh, my pick in that division is the Oilers. I, I think that the Kraken are going to continue to come back to the pack. I, I think Vegas has way too many issues in their lineup from injury to inconsistency. I think the Oilers are, again, you know, no matter what they are, and they could get better before the trade deadline on March 3rd, whatever, no matter what they are, they have the, two of the best players in the world, and in, in Connor McDavid, the best player in the world. Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid have dragged worst versions of this Oilers team to lofty heights in that division. I just think compared to the competition, I like my money on the Oilers to win the Pacific. And in, in looking at some of the uh, the playoff props out there, futures bets, I should say, right? Uh, whether they make the playoffs or not, here are the ones that still have somewhat some good value. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, minus 180, yes, to make it to the playoffs. The Panthers at even money, yes, to make it to the playoffs. And the Islanders, 3-1. to one. Any of those pique your interest? Would you lay? Would you lay any coin on on playoffs? Yes, with those odds. Well, the Panthers intrigue me because I, I feel like that's a team that has yet to really find its stride yet, and they do have some games in hand on the Washington Capitals, who are currently inhabiting the last wild card spot in the Eastern in the Eastern Conference. But I'll go you one step further down a little bit. The Buffalo Sabers are a team that has a one-in-four chance right now of making the playoffs. The Detroit Red Wings, they're not done yet. They're picking up points. They're a little bit farther out, but they are, are still alive in the wild-card hunt. The Sabres are a team that's really intriguing to me. Uh, they've got scoring. They've got great young players on their blue line. If they can find some goaltending, 
I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that as a long shot, they might be a good choice in that Eastern Conference to try to snag that last wild card spot. So you said Detroit, Detroit to make it to the playoffs, eight to one, and uh, Buffalo, the Sabers, to make it to the playoffs, plus five fifty. Those are some good odds, yeah. right there, Greg. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, again, like like logic would dictate the Islanders and the Panthers are probably gonna usurp the, the Capitals for that last spot. But again, if you're looking for value, if you're looking for a little bit of a long shot, I mean, the Buffalo Sabers uh, haven't made the playoffs in over a decade. So they're due. <laughs> uh, with that being said, championship. Uh, Bruins are favored at plus 475. Uh, Avalanche right behind them at plus 650, along with uh, the Hurricanes. Toronto 10 to 1. Lightning 12 to 1. Rangers 13 to 1. Any of those, who, if, who, who do you have your money on right now? Well, my pick before the season were the Edmonton Oilers. I, I don't quite know how I feel about that now. I, I don't think they, they quite have, have gotten a handle on how to play championship-level defense. So I'll stick with them as my preseason pick, but I'm not too confident in it. The, the Bruins are, are an interesting one in the sense that the last time we saw a team dominate in the regular season like this was the Tampa Bay Lightning a few years ago who ended up getting swept in the first round with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, you know, that gives me pause on them. The two teams that really intrigue me, the Carolina Hurricanes are a team that have been bubbling under the surface for a long time. I think if they can get a little bit more scoring, maybe even pick up some at the trade deadline, they're a team that could challenge for the Cup. And again, I've mentioned this on Daily Wager a few times, the Dallas Stars, their head coach is Pete DeBoer. Pete DeBoer in his first season in Dallas, his first season in San Jose, they went to the Cup Final. His first season in New Jersey, they went to the Cup Final. It's just what he does, and that Dallas team is a pretty good team as well. So that's that's a, a, a choice that I've been backing for most of the season. Dallas 15-1. to 1. Hurricanes, like I said, plus 650. Uh, Greg, always a pleasure having you on, my friend. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thanks for having me. You got it. So Greg Wyshynski, we just heard from the Puck Daddy, getting you ready for tomorrow's NHL action, uh, which is great. Uh, A a number of games, five on the slate, but three real good ones uh, that uh, I teed up for him. And just looking big picture here, uh, not bad. Plus 550 for Buffalo, the Sabres, uh, to make it to the the, the playoffs uh, as as a yes. And um, and he likes... um, he likes Dallas, 15-1 to in the Hurricanes, plus 650, potentially to win the Cup this season. Hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight here on Bet LA. Our producers, Tyler and Brian, always doing a great job. A lot going on with the show. A ton of guests, um, as you know. So I want to thank Greg Wyshynski, of course, Cynthia Freeland, Jimmy Hamlin, talking about the Genesis. Man, am, am I jealous. Uh, enjoy the Genesis out there in LA. Make sure you head out there, especially. Can you imagine if Tiger Woods makes the cut? Which I do believe. I mean, he's two uh, two under today. So, uh, so what a great weekend out there in LA. Definitely enjoy it. Uh, we heard from Joey Brackett getting you ready for March Madness. Eric Moody, Brian Winhurst. So uh, jam packed show. A lot of great guests getting you ready. Uh, football's over. You know, people claim this is, you know, the worst time of the year when it comes to sports. But let's be honest, we've got a lot happening. I didn't even mention the Daytona 500, the XFL that kicks off this weekend. So we've got you locked and loaded 
ready to go. We appreciate you tuning in to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Everybody have a fantastic weekend.